Hello and welcome to episode number 302 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Happy to be here. We are back again, um, back with a movie um, that's not at the cinema, but uh, has been on demand for a little while now um, in the form of Dashcam. Um, it was funny with the kind of releasing of this one, because this was one that was obviously on our radar for a while. Um mm featured in the news and and typically would be something that we would have just seen instantly um but due to yeah. kind of like the scheduling of already moving things around to fit in men before 300 then doing 300 and stranger things uh back in the cinema for black phone getting to see that early it's kind of like this one has been really sitting there for about a month now which well, is kind of red for us. we we thought this was the one we were going to do that week yeah. you know we we had it penciled in before 300 we had it penciled in last week you know, and then, yeah, obviously we got messed around with dates. We got Black Phone early, which is great. You know, it's just all these different things. And so, yeah, it was the it was the one that I, I started to get a little bit scared that it would just get like pushed and we wouldn't even get to see it. Yeah, um, so I almost uh, moved yeah. it again because late last week, yeah. um, Crimes of the Future became available on digital. Um, so I was like, oh, shall we? And I was like, oh, no, I'm kind of already like I want to just see Dashcam now. Um, so, yeah, that is exciting because we'll be getting to watch a brand new Cronenberg movie in the coming weeks as well. Um, Crazy. But yeah, we'll get to this movie shortly. There, there was almost no news this week, um, and see, so that would have been fun. Um, but I managed to find one minor story today. <laughs> we'll um, see. We'll see if it counts. Yeah, I mean, it's really not of note. I just like chalk- talking about Chucky, um, and okay. obviously, it's. it's so I'm, I'll, I'll already allow it. Yeah, and like there has been quite a lot of different casting stuff this year that I've avoided talking about because I just didn't want to put it in the news every single week. So now that there's like more to talk about, I can kind of chuck it in here together. And I do think this is interesting because um, not not only is this like casting, but this is kind of like character reveal. And I think it's a weird way to do it. Um, So I guess this is a very minor spoiler alert, but like... (laughs) how do we even yeah. talk about things anymore do you know what i mean like because we're going to talk about a casting announcement for a set of characters in season two chucky but like in my opinion this would have been cool if they would have just kept this hidden mm. um but they're out there talking about it now months ahead of it so it's you know it's well, clearly okay, yeah. like, not in any of the trailers or anything like that and obviously this has been teased there was a a mention um in season one of a a one glenn slash glenda um which is obviously I if that's where, where it was going. Yeah, like they've obviously these characters haven't been in it since Cedar Chucky, and there's been multiple mm. references to them. And I think the TV show was always going to be the perfect time to bring them back with kind of this becoming like the house of Chucky and just all of the different references, all of the different canon all coming together. Um, and so, yeah, like that's the kind of like the main cast in here is that they've got like a, an actor playing. I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with the actor um, called uh, Lachlan Watson. Um, but yeah, I was like say, did, did Glenda have a, um, you know, famous voice before. I can't, I can't recall like, no, um, like, this is definitely not, you know, like a physical version of of the yeah. same voice actor from Cedar Chucky. Um, and obviously they were primarily just dolls, but like they, oh, they yeah, did I forgot, find, like, they the end of... human bodies, didn't they? I think. Yeah, like, yeah, is Glenda a doll or is Glenda a boy or a yeah, like teen or whatever? Yeah, like it's very... Especially because this is a quite a young cast that we had in season one. Like, this is a young a similar, yeah, This is a young yeah, like, actor. Yeah, like could they be a could they be a similar age to our cast that survived season one? They looked and it. Could they from, then, I saw yeah. a little clip of them kind of revealing it, and the only role that they're kind of known for was in uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which again is a very similar sort of oh, young yeah. adult cast. Um, so oh, I remember when that was a thing. <laughs> yeah um so yeah it's, like that is interesting in of itself and i do think it's cool and it like i think it was obvious to be honest that like once they were going to do a yeah. season two like these characters are always going to come back so yeah it, it's a great introduction and, and it continues kind of like the long legacy of chucky of like because in my opinion like seed of chucky was... is without a doubt the worst of of chucky um yeah. in, in all forms like by far it's like the only thing Agreed. i don't like and so 
even that i'm like oh no i'm glad like it's canon it matters and i'm glad that glenn and glenda is going to be referenced because even though that's the only thing in chucky history that i don't like i still want it to be a part of it you know you don't just go yeah, oh, and i like a wreck on it yeah and i i don't dislike the character or the idea no, it just wasn't no. put together in a great movie yeah you know i kind of think the whole you know seed of chucky thing is quite a funny thing especially with the evolution of him and tiff and all mm. of that like I'm not against the character. It's just the the movie was pretty lame. Yeah, and I think it's perfect, like, say, for this TV show that already has a young adult cast. We're already talking about kind of, like, a lot of dual roles. Like, we already saw Devin Sauer play dual roles um, in the season one. Um, funny enough, he is returning in season two, and he's playing a new character. Really? <laughs> So he will be his third character, who I just I ho- really hope is like a long lost brother of the two characters oh, that he played. I hope, I hope, so. <laughs> I hope it's like, oh, this is Uncle Steve. Yeah, it's just just with no like irony in it at all. Yeah, we, which is amazing. And obviously, we've got like all of the main people as we've discussed time and time again. So like anyone mm-hmm. who is in Chucky season one is in Chucky season two. The other notable names, which have all kind of been added in recent months, is um, Meg Tilly, um, who of course is is Jennifer Tilly's real life sister. Mm-hmm. She's in season two. Um, and then we also have Gina Gershon and Joe Pantoliano, who are both um, Jennifer's co-stars in Bound. Um, they are both in season two as well, which I just love that like... This really has just become the most meta thing ever yeah. at this point. Like those two actors, Gina and Joe, are only in it because of the fact that they both starred with Jennifer in this movie a long ass time ago. I know, it's hilarious. And like, and I if just we get quasi uh, Bound remake. Like, oh, it's it's so many references because obviously, like, there was right. already the name checks in season one, and so when you're bringing yeah. these two actors together, then yeah, like they're going to do so oh, many references. Oh, I didn't even think that. Obviously tiff is jennifer tilly yeah and so now we bring these they could actually play themselves and then you know fully reference band oh man like that's the thing now it's like it's out meta and scream at points Mm. now like it really is i mean we already said that like we loved season one but i thought i thought most of season one they did play it safe in a good way because it was transitioning Mm. chucky to the small screen and i think because that was successful the fans loved it it got good ratings it was renewed for season two this is where they just go full batshit and like season two is going to be absolutely mental bringing in like say old characters from movies a long time ago bringing in other references to other movies like you say you could be the hardcore chucky fan that's seen everything Chucky, but if you're yeah, not now, you're gonna have to watch Bound. <laughs> yeah, like you're gonna have to be familiar with all of these other weird little different references to fully get what they're going for here, which I just love because, like, it's almost like that Marvel level of like, oh yeah, you can enjoy it as a casual fan, but if you're like the hardcore, yeah, fan, get all the exactly. references, it's just even more rewarding. Um, so yeah, I cannot wait. Like, it's I tell you what, you should do if uh, if you haven't already, and that's uh, watch season one. You should indeed. Um, so yeah, maybe there's a really good way to uh, watch season one right now. Yeah, there is. In fact, um, funny you mention that. Um, so yeah, ah, it... I, I was, I was, I was fucking like throwing you the ball, like <laughs> throwing you the softball. I'm like, is he gonna hit? Is he gonna swing? Okay, I should have just <laughs> avoided it on purpose just to annoy you. Um, we will give a a final, very last reminder. Um, so yeah, like if you're listening to this and you didn't already do it in the last few weeks, that you have a very limited time after this episode goes live because it will, will not be mentioned in it next week. You've you guys have had plenty of time. Like 300 is in is in is in the bag. Um, but yeah, obviously to celebrate our 300 show, um, we have a whole bunch of Blu-rays to give away and 4Ks, including, uh, yeah, Chucky season one. Um, and yeah, all you have to do is leave us a review on any, uh, podcast platform of choice um and then just let us know that you left said review and you will be entered into the giveaway for winning those lovely blu-rays and 4ks including some of the best films of this year um oh yeah which uh i've been meaning to rewatch, and i need to get on very soon um yeah me too but yeah shall we uh shall we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about dash cam Yeah, like we obviously uh, mentioned in the intro, um, this was one that we kind of 
not only have been excited for, but is definitely one that we've been aware of since its initial announcement. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, this is mostly or pretty much primarily due to the fact that this is the whole host of kind of filmmakers, cast and crew yeah, yeah. that um, brought in a uh, host. Um, obviously, the kind of 2020 breakout hit of the pandemic, um, which, man, that already just feels like such a time and a place, that film. Um, I'm so I'm so happy it does. Yeah. That's all like, you know, because at the time it was like, oh, this is just life now. And it almost mm. hit a bit too close to home. Mm. And now I'm like, oh, no, like we've we've just been in a stadium with 75,000 people recently. <laughs> like the the world has kind of, you know gone back to normal a little bit i love that random reference right. that no one else is gonna get <laughs> well it's just it's just like that you can be in these places you know again more more importantly and mm-hmm. i think like you know at the time host was you know like oh this is kind of funny but also like is this kind of life now like and so i think I'd, i wouldn't mind watching it again now i know that that's not the life we're still in yeah, I don't. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it when we discuss this film, but I don't think I'll ever watch Host again. But we'll, we'll, we'll no, get to I don't that. think I will either. Um, but yeah, like it was such a huge breakout hit at the time, and it really it can't be understated that it was a breakout hit. Like it, I remember it kind of tethered mm. into that casual audience in a way that just very few horror movies do. And obviously, it was perfect for yeah. the time. Um, but I'm, I, I feel it was very similar to like Paranormal Activity. I'd say like this just movie that just really just hit the ground like crazy quick. Yeah, and it, it has to. Be be one of shudder's biggest hits today because like it mm. was this big exclusive on shudder that everyone wanted to see and was just like oh that that creepy horror movie and it kind of the fact that it kind of had its origins like i still remember seeing the initial tweet that kind of blew up that like was the start of host mm. where it was like this jump scare and it was literally a jump scare that they took out of i think it was record two so it was like the actual <laughs> footage just pl- plastered onto you know like a bit they'd filmed or whatever and that blew up to the point where like oh we've got something here and yeah, to like, see- oh we better make a movie yeah and then to then see host and it'd be a very good film as well and the fact that it was just like 50 minutes and yeah it was just a a real fun time and so to know that these guys were going to make something um next potentially Mm. on a bigger budget um and then obviously hearing about dash cam um i know we'll get into it but kind of both of us are both fans of like watching dash cam footage um (laughs) and it's definitely i think massively underutilized in kind of this new screen horror genre um and i guess some would say still underutilized having now seen this film um but yeah i mean is there anything else going into this um i think that's pretty much it yeah like these guys and and again it was um this is like a bunch of british people as well um so it's always kind of Mm. close to us of like oh it's really nice to see these kind of small british crew and and like i said they all just kind of knew each other where like yeah some people are writing some people are acting they're all like doing their own lighting like there was just this extreme indie feel to it yeah it's just kind of like do whatever it is yeah Mm. it it really does have a you know like like the um like host dash cam is very much like has that very indie family vibe for sure Mm. um but yeah, we kind of um, Dashcam kind of centers around our lead character Annie Hardy, played by Annie Hardy. <laughs> um, I don't know how close the character is to Annie Hardy in real life. I guess we might have a discussion about that at some point. But um, mm, I hope she, personality she, she isn't. But look, googling her, correct. a lot of it is real. Like the band is real. Yeah. Like all of that stuff is true. So yeah, exactly. And so yeah, we join kind of movie world annie um where yeah she's basically used to be in a band that had moderate success i guess Mm. um and she's now kind of doing this dash cam uh uh stream where she streams herself in her car kind of um she calls it what band car Mm. and um it's basically her driving um freestyling raps so people put suggestions in the chat window and then she'll just freestyle the rap as she's driving um and that's kind of her shtick and um it i i thought like from the premise that she was going to be doing like uber or something Mm. while she was doing this band um car um band car but it, it just seems like no this is this is just it she just drives around like no rhyme or reason she's just driving around rapping yeah um and we kind of join her uh, very early on where she's kind of doing her little rapping and then basically um, 
getting kind of pissed off with COVID and the world of COVID, she jumps on a plane to England and um, tries to kind of reunite with her um, previous band member, Stretch. Mm. And kind of in <laughs> in doing that, I mean, she's a very obnoxious kind of character that, that kind of, um, you know, doesn't really respect Stretch or his location or his job and gets him in trouble. And then when he gets frustrated with her, she gets frustrated with him in turn and basically steals his car and just goes on a joyride. And it's fine. <laughs> yeah oh and that's it so stretch is a delivery driver mm. i was just trying to think how we got to like the horror yeah, yeah he's, and he's basically a, picked up a, the job because he's struggling during uber, COVID. yeah he's picked up like an uber each job and and so she decides to randomly just take one of his food orders mm. and goes to this random restaurant where she discovers it's not really for a food order but it's actually to deliver a person to an unknown weird random location um and this person oh god what was her name like angela oh she yeah, the person, she's angela? Trying to, yeah oh, the person she's okay. delivering yeah yeah i think it was angela it was, um yeah. yeah and basically she needs to deliver angela and angela's kind of like this this old woman that's like wrapped in cloths with a mask on that like looks quite ill um and but she's offered a ton of money to do it so she decides to randomly take this gig to take angela to this um random location and kind of i guess like we we discover what the hell is wrong with angela and there are people out to catch angela in the first instance and so annie gets caught up in this whole journey of angela being mental and something wrong with her and discovering what the hell that is and trying to just get away from everyone really the people who are after angela angela and just um yeah, get the hell out of Dodge. Um, you know, I, I don't think we need to go into too much more of, of what Angela's all about or anything right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, uh, you know, it, it, it does get away from the initial premise quite a bit where we, we don't kind of, you know, she is, she is live streaming. And I think, um, uh, I don't know whether this starts to go into my impressions, but I'll just put this point out here and then I'll bat it to you that kind of, you know, initially we see her kind of in band car and we're very much got a screen of text on the, on the screen at all times. Mm. Um, very similar to a lot of these movies, kind of a um, bit like spree where we kind of caught this constant stream of text and people are live streaming and kind of getting involved and obviously just enjoying Annie's normal shenanigans. And then when things start to go down, they're kind of getting involved and more and more people are watching. But then for a significant chunk of this movie, um, she basically goes offline where we're still somehow able to see this footage. I don't really know how she's still recording or trying to stream, but she doesn't have a signal. So we lose all of that text for significant parts of the movie. And we just have a loading icon in the top right kind of the the band car in the top left and then just like a type here thing in the bottom left and mm. nothing else on screen um and so it kind of takes you very out of the gimmick that you see in the trailer and becomes very much just a standard fan footage movie of just a shaky cam kind of following annie on her journey um which i think was kind of an interesting choice that one that I didn't expect. Um, can't say I, you know, appreciated it. I would have preferred to have the text in the chat because some of the text in chat was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know whether you want to go into your thoughts on it. Yeah, well, to piggyback off specifically that point as well, like one of the big problems I have is like this movie's called Dashcam. Um, mm. And so, to my knowledge, and I'm aware that I know at least. 90 to 95 percent of this film is not on a dash cam but my question <laughs> to you is is any of this film on a dash cam because at one well, point we have her holding her mobile phone filming her and it's around her dashboard but that's not a dash cam <laughs> I, I was going to say specifically a dash cam is meant to film externally your car <laughs> which uh, we do uh, yeah said of you like it's on the poster it's in the trailers like they know that it's yeah. the movie's called dash cam and it's that point of view of you see headlights looking in the road in front of you typically or you could get you know mm. different ones um but 
to my knowledge, it's never our point of view is never from a physical dash cam, is it? It's I'm, no. I'm not sure sure it's a hundred percent her iPhone. Yeah. Which Yeah, it is. It is just her iPhone and she's live streaming in a car. So yeah, I think the, the movie should have been called of the know, Band Car. Yeah, for a, for a quarter of the film. And then the rest is just classic. Well, yeah, yeah. Like she's got it strapped to her hat, I think. Um, you know, mm. so it's very point of view. Like, you know, it may as well be like GoPro, first person, like hardcore Henry style. Like it's yeah. very, it's that style, um, which I think is for start, just right off the bat. That was frustrating because like you say, what, when the second they announced this and it was called Dashcam, that was the main reason why I was excited. Yeah. And, I, and like even looking at the poster now of like the person standing by the side of the road with like the the uh the rain on the windscreen and it's kind of like that's the vibe i thought i thought it was gonna be a lot of roads mm. and a lot of like oh trying to see things on roads and it's just again i i think i just thought this would be such a different film than what it was which is its own issue which we'll get into this film shortly but i do think that was a problem calling it dash cam and kind of like that being the main focus yeah. of all of the marketing and everything and like I remember getting about halfway through the movie and I was like, oh, wait, this is, I don't think I've seen a single dash cam point of view. And I thought that was where I was like, oh, I'm really excited to see. Like we said that where I was like, how do you make that interesting? And how do you stay true mm. to that concept of like, yeah. man, how and do you, you don't. <laughs> exactly? And that's disappointing because even though it, it's difficult, don't get me wrong. I know that that would be difficult because you'd mostly just hear a lead character rather than seeing them. Um, but I would mm. love to just see like, even if that was like, you know, a segment in a VHS or it was a short, like you say, this doesn't have to be the length it is. They could have done what they did with host and just make it under an hour. Mm. Um, so, so that in itself is frustrating because I wanted to see a movie about dash cams, a horror movie specifically told for dash cams, and this wasn't it. So now I'm like, well, someone else is going to have to do it, and and the, and the best title's already gone. Um, yeah, exactly. Now what you're going to do? You want to call the movie dash cam? There's a movie called dash cam that doesn't have a dash cam. Which apparently <laughs> there was a movie that came out last year called Dash Cam. Um, so maybe oh, I should. Shit. Did we watch the wrong movie? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should have seen that. Um, but that's weird um but yeah it's th this is really disappointing and this is one of the ones this is one of the shows that i just don't really like doing because i do have investment in this in terms of the people that made this like i they made something mm. i really liked um i really liked host at the time and i think it kind of yeah, perfectly captured like the weird zeitgeist of like the summer of 2020 and for this movie to come out and to come out now specifically it, it feels so tone deaf and so many different ways um and and just overall i thought the movie sucked i i did not like anything about this film which i just hate to say out loud because i was really genuinely excited for it um i think it has a whole host of problems i'm really um, hoping you were gonna like it <laughs> some, i just hope for some strange reason you might like it <laughs> i was gonna say the same thing um <laughs> Because I know some people do like this, and we do actually, thank God, have some correspondence to get to later from someone mm. who did. Um, so I'm glad. But yeah, I mm. had an awful time with this to the point like I just couldn't stand it. Um, I think from about 15 minutes in, I, I was like, I'm done. This sucks. I hate everything. And it's purely one of those films where if it wasn't for the podcast, I would have been done after 15 minutes. And I invested yeah. another hour and got nothing from that said hour. And it, it's just a real shame. And I think it has this movie fails in so many different areas. I think the the most glaring one straight away, which is like the elephant in the room, which we may as well get to, is this lead character. Um, because I don't. I can't remember the last time I saw such an annoying character in a film. Um, right. There's been some, and sometimes they've served different purposes. Like, I remember we talked about the, um, oh, God, what was that Nick Cage movie that we saw last year um, that was like Five Nights at Freddy's? Oh, God, I was, it, oh, why the fuck Willy's did you Wonderland? say that? I, was it? Willy's Wonderland. I had it, and then you said Five Nights at Freddy's, and then <laughs> yeah. that just warped my mind. Like, I remember <laughs> all of the young yeah. characters in that were so unbearably annoying, and, like, at least yeah. some of them got killed. I remember it wasn't, like, mm. I wanted them all to get killed, which they didn't. Well, we said it was, like a, it was like a Friday the 13th movie. You know, mm. they quintessentially have, like, these characters that you love to see killed. Yeah. And that was what that was what Willy's Wonderland was trying to do, whereas this feels like a lead that you should be rooting for, wanting her to survive, and it was like her and stretch i just wanted the only thing was i just wanted to see who was going to die first like that was my only hope <laughs> yeah i just i mean 
the other characters i can't even get to because annie is the the star of the show she's constantly talking in every scene she has one of the most annoying voices i've ever heard on film um and and if it's and again if, if she's like this is where i'm going to just keep referring to the character because that's all i can do obviously yeah like it's yeah i'm I'm hoping and praying that this is to the t what they wanted from this performance and she's just the greatest actor of all time because like her, her, her talking voice her rapping voice was like nails on a chalkboard to me where like it, i was like physically cringing anytime she started like rapping on the offbeat mm. and it was just so bad so painfully bad and i think they're tr- like I'm assuming that they're trying to be funny c- can be my only excuse here of, of its comedy that didn't land is almost what because otherwise I'm like I don't know why you would purposely write a character this bad to be the anchor of your horror yeah. film I just don't get it and it's very confusing to me i wasn't part of yeah i'm like is is that the joke that you go oh yeah this person's awful let's keep her on screen for 95 percent of this of this film like and and that's a bad joke yeah that's a really bad joke that no one's in on it and and i feel like i'm the butt of the joke and i feel like overall the audience is the butt of the joke just for watching it and so yeah like and and it's really difficult to kind of fully get across it if you haven't seen the film how annoying like this character is friends when chandler makes him go to the theater it's it's just it's just awful like she's so loud so obnoxious so annoying constantly and like i say like this whole well, once we get introduced to stretch i remember thinking like oh thank god that there's like another character here yeah i know what you mean and then and then the second she's just like antagonizing him and bullying him and just being like a complete scumbag who's like allowing her to stay in his house during covid and then like again one of the things i talked about with this being tone deaf is like this coming out now where it's just got all these weird little jokes surrounding covid that just feel off and it doesn't feel like the time it like i love that we've seen big blockbuster horror films this year it, it's made me mm. feel alive um seeing movies yeah. like the northman and x at the cinema and being like oh because i was i remember when i saw host i was like genuinely terrified about the future of cinema where i was like yeah, that's what i mean when we watched I, it it was like this might be it yeah and like it was cool to see people actually do something different and it work and and so that's why i loved it but i was also at the same time being like i don't know if we're ever gonna see get out again you know or a film on that yeah. quality just like these big horror films yeah and so the fact that we we've got through that the whole cinema kind of going audience survived that and then seeing this year like like say the actual on-screen horror that's been great and even as a side just seeing movies that i enjoyed at the cinema like top gun but it making a shit ton of money it fills me with joy because it just shows me that this shit isn't going anywhere and it's here to stay like my favorite form of watching films is not going anywhere and so to then see this movie that almost feels like uh, just a complete counteract to that, it's just, it's very, very bizarre, the, the whole thing. And I think it's almost poetic that I think one of the best things to come from the pandemic um, is made by the guys who have now made, I think, one of the worst things to come from the pandemic. Because I think this has, like, just some of the worst kind of, like, oh, isn't this interesting? Yeah. Just, just weird, like, oh, I'm, I'm being a bit of a lunatic because I'm not wearing a mask in a shop. Like, remember how annoying that was? Oh, wasn't that fun two yeah. years ago? And it's like, no, like... I'm going to make... moan at people, you know, for wearing a mask and say COVID's fake and, you yeah, know... Like, like maybe in 20 years we'll go oh yeah that was funny for a little period but like right now that is the last thing i want to see in an interesting film it, it's just so irrelevant to me where i'm like yeah we lived that and the fact that you're trying to make that in an entertaining I way but then them annoying people. <laughs> yeah but then also it's like then you're purposely making the lead character so annoying so like i just don't know i mean i can't even get into what the the, the messaging is because it's just so bizarre where i'm just like i don't know what you're trying to say about covid i don't know what you're trying to say about this character or the characters and the way they react to her it's just weird and then it's like all of that is kind of like the minutiae of the film and what keeps you going 
then it's like you know like most horror movies the the very short parts of it which are horror and they're just it just becomes not awful but it's the most just generic shaky cam horror film ever it just Ooh. reminds me like the kind of the worst segments in like the vhs sequels like when we got to like vhs viral and it was just like oh yeah someone's got a, a camera we've got a bunch of characters acting like maniacs running around and then occasionally something will go Bleh! at the screen and i'll barely make out what it is because the, the camera just so felt so curated as well mm. where it, it almost felt like we were on rails on a on a um on a ghost ride you know haunted house ride mm. where it was like oh here's you know we get to this point on the track and now it's going to jump in your face it just none of it felt like an actual um you know thing that was happening to someone that they were actually experiencing it just felt like a simulation yeah well i think it's because um, the writing just made no sense as well mm. like the more think about just what was happening in in this entire film i'm like man this doesn't this doesn't hold up to any sort of scrutiny and like i don't again i don't think that's what they're going for because they're probably i assume trying to just make a fun entertaining horror movie which they didn't in the slightest but like you can't even remotely hold up this right i mean the fact that yeah she gets the phone off stretch the order comes through she's like oh i know i'm gonna like steal the food and eat it on front of my stream whatever that'll be funny she goes there they've cancelled the order so she's like okay cool and she's gonna leave and and then just a random woman is like oh can you help me but don't tell anyone this is super secret don't mind the giant phone attached to your head with a bright flashlight on it like i'm just gonna ignore that completely Um, he's like i think i think she is holding the phone at that point but still i'm sure she has a point she she does have the hat thing but i don't think she, she certainly does have the clip if she if the phone is not on her forehead she has a giant hat with a clip on mm. her forehead either um, way it's just, just yeah, i was gonna say yeah. it's, it's irrelevant to the point like it's it's ridiculous like in that moment yeah. i remember seeing both her hands i remember the character looking her in the face that's about an inch away from our eyeline of the camera and thinking mm-hmm. it's ridic- and she's yeah. lit up as well because she's lit up in a completely black room so i'm like oh you're staring at basically a flashlight on a phone and saying don't tell about this this Don't is super secret um what i will say well, is and, that... then, and then annie like gives a little wink as well and a grin yeah. like oh we've got them there guys it's just weird the, the the that is the only scene that had at least a bit of comedy that landed for me which was um this woman who's clearly speaking in a scottish accent the chat is just filled with references to ireland and like irish yeah. jokes like she's trying to steal your lucky charms like and, and it was just great how wrong they were like that was one of the the, the chat is a highlight throughout um oh, that, that is definitely a highlight that scene in particular was when they it, but then just throughout the movie it, there was constant little references there was a little reference to host in there which i really liked where just one random yeah. person was like, oh, i remember what happened to those girls like last year yeah. like that was cool that was um funny. yeah like and, and like you say it's a weird choice because in certain moments especially the first few times it happens it's almost like a weird day and night cycle where once the camera loses connection or the live stream loses connection that's when something really crazy is about to happen Ooh. and it's almost like them trying to make sure like oh here's how we're justifying that this thing's still being streamed because the most like crazy shit isn't happening on the stream but that just completely kills the tension because you're like oh disconnected that means we're going to get a weird annoying jump scare and oh look it happened and in the second she's annie's running around being annoying and, and trying to be funny or whatever that's when the stream starts up again and yeah i don't know there's a whole list of things to talk about terror about this movie but i'm kind of bored of talking about it so what did you think of it yeah i i hated this movie as well for for the, the same as you that that annie is just a completely unlikable character for me and she's the pivotal point of the movie i think i think if you find her hilarious and can um get on her side you, you might like this movie because then because then you have to judge it on okay it's by the numbers but it you know there are jump scares in it that you know it's not it's not a terrible like random horror movie like if she was this character that we absolutely loved i'm thinking like you know willie's wonderland is a great thing to bring up like if we don't have nick cage in that movie given that performance if we had like a terrible fucking character that we Mm. hated (laughs) would we have liked that movie no No. did we like that movie yeah because nick cage is brilliant like you know and i I think with this one the same thing would have happened like if annie lands then and you find her funny um because i found like like you the rapping terrible her voice really annoying the fact that she's just horrible to everyone Mm. i think you know they they were trying to there's never like 
like a break of character or anything. No. It's, it's just the the same tone as I'm really yeah. sarcastic and mean to everyone. Even like when she was being attacked and stuff, some of her dialogue, I was just like, just shut up and run. Mm. Like there are scenes where she's just saying like these vulgar, like, you know, just different, uh, you know, swear words and, and phrases that are just stupid. And I'm like, you're trying to hide from something and you're saying this stuff and you're not even like live streaming. And like, and so like, yeah, that annoyed me. There were tons of little things that shouldn't annoy me that you should just give a pass on. But when the movie annoys you, it annoys you more. Um, like the fact that she's disconnected from the live stream, but as an audience member, somehow we're watching it because I think with this sort of thing, I, I always take the impression that we are like one of the live streamers, like early adopting, you know, mm. with, with spree. It was like, Oh no, we just turned on to his, like we, we got switched onto it and now we're watching it. Like, but, but what is, was this meant to have been like found on her phone and she was recording it? Like how, how are we meant to actually be seeing this footage? And again, like, should I be asking this question? No, but like I am now because I got frustrated, mm. you know, and well, the movie gives you time to then, think these questions as well, because it's so un- exactly. uninteresting what's happening because, on the screen. <laughs> because that whole cycle of them, the chat disappearing, it was like, well, why are they disappearing? Um, I thought they missed a giant opportunity unless I missed it, where I thought one of the funny things with the chat was how every time she was in a dark place, they started saying someone's behind you mm. and were like fucking with her when like nothing was happening. And I was like, oh, the boy who cried wolf. Mm. I'm like, she's going to be asking the chat for help later on. And they're going to be like, he's behind you. And they and she'll be like, yeah, come on, guys. Like, I'm being serious. Like, I really thought they were going to do that joke and they didn't, mm. which sucks. Um I do think, though, I, I don't know whether you saw it, but the greatest comment of the entire chat happened in the last few seconds of the movie when she's disconnected for a good 25 minutes. And when she comes back, the first few people are being like, oh, where are you? Hello. Or, like, been wait, be, click and refresh for 25 minutes. And then there's just one comment that says, you've got red on you. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> Did you not? No. Oh, there's just one comment that said, you've got red on you. Nice. Which I was like, oh, that is so good. That is so perfect. <laughs> it proper made me laugh. Because the chat was definitely funny. Like, you know, they make references of, like, the creepy people that get into these chats. And how, you know, no matter what the situation, they're just like, oh, get your tits out, Annie. Like, I found... Like, you know, when she's in the height of, like, being chased by someone, they put that in the chat still. I'm like, oh, that's so true, like, and stuff like that. Like, I think I think they, the the chat was definitely the best part of this movie. You know what's interesting um, with that point as well is, like, because obviously you have to spend a lot of time focusing and reading it for yourself as an audience. But yeah. what I find interesting as someone who watches a lot of live streams is that sometimes the best moments in streams is the streamer reading a comment out loud, which is a very and funny comment. And, yeah. and then that gets the laugh and the chat laughs it. And then, yeah, you get that kind of back and forth. And there's almost none of that to the point where it's like, yeah, she's right. clearly not seeing these in real time and reacting to them. Like, it's clearly just someone came up with a bunch of funny shit in editing, which is fair enough. But like the actual movie itself. Yeah. At no mm. point does she ever call out anything in chat. And, and like that, that is, is such she, a she almost, Yeah. She almost like doesn't reference them at all. Like even early doors when mm. she's, you know, meant to be doing her show to them. Yeah. She's pretty much not, you know, um, speaking with them, mm. let alone. Yeah. When, when shit's going down, like the, the chat just becomes very non-existent. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I don't think this movie has much redeeming qualities for me. Um, it's a real, it's just a bit of disappointment with what we got from their kind of last movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like that was a movie 50 minutes and it gave us a hell of a lot to talk about. Whereas with this one, I'm just like, I, you know, everything that, that was going on in this movie didn't really make sense to me. You know, like you say, the things like why she picked up the phone, why did she steal his car? Why did she go get that food but even like who who this um woman is that she's picked up like what's wrong with her what what is everything and like as the movie starts to unravel we start to get more and more of it but by that point it just doesn't it's just all kind of an irrelevance i think Mm -hmm. like it's just kind of it's just messy you know and i think um it's kind of it's it's hilarious, like like you said, how different this and host are. Yeah, the host felt like it just was so nailed on, and we said at the time in our review 
the it's incredible that a movie has come out so on the nose so like quickly while we're still in the middle of all this shit mm. and they've like nailed it and then it's like those same people that have now like you know we're more removed from that world and they've made a way worse movie that's referential about it yeah um it's just it's just strange that it's like it feels like a giant step backwards yeah um and and yeah i i i was like you the after 20 minutes like before because because this movie's short Mm. and it takes a real while for any horror to get in and i think you know i liken it to something very similar to spree where i was like i could watch four hours of spree like before he even like does anything yeah i would quite happily just watch him do uber rides and try to get be a famous youtuber (laughs) i could not watch 30 seconds of annie rapping like the second i was aware that the the she was just going to rap the credits Mm. i turned that shit off (laughs) like i was like i was like peace out i'm like if there was if there was anything remotely like in those last 10 minutes of the movie whatever however long it was for the credits i i didn't i didn't see it yeah it's soon as it's just yeah. crazy because that's so consistent with what great fan footage is like when i think about all my all-time favorite fan footage movies mm. i always think well the the normal stuff before shit hits the fan is like so it's goddamn interesting yeah the cloverfield man yeah it's like, like oh, it's that's the story like, you're so invested in these characters you want to know what's going <clears> on <throat> yeah this is just like because you're introduced to one singular character so it's not even like like think about a host where it was like it was shared across like five mm. or six different people in different locations so mm. if it was like an annoying character you could just focus on the other ones whereas this is you get one shot they miss it terribly so then you go right this is it now i'm just stuck with annie um throughout this and then you're just waiting for the horror to happen and yeah it te- it does take a while for a short film that feels very long and then once you get into the the horror it feels like it's just meandering for so long like i couldn't believe i was like once we got to like the theme park stuff i was just like oh my god how is this movie still going on and how is it still just annie still just running around? Like, how are we in a fucking house of mirrors now like <laughs> yeah and it's just same. it's just and like say they're just throwing random ideas where it's like oh wouldn't it be interesting if there was this weird cult bit but like again none of it makes any sense or is earned and it's just it's very, very bizarre. There's two minor things in terms of, like, on a technical level as well, like, that I wrote down. Specifically, the sound design is awful in this film. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's just the most... What people say about with fan footage when it really takes you out of it. Like, there's a bit with um, involving a mask, which I did actually want to mention because there was such missed opportunity there. But, like, the way she rips through this under what was underneath the mask, the sound design is so over the yeah. top that it made me laugh out loud because, like, the sound just didn't match what was happening on the screen at all and i was like oh my god like they've literally got the worst form of like adr ever here where they've just gone out and got the most ridiculous sounds possible to match up with this so that was really frustrating and then the other it's one of them i was i was gonna say with that as well that would be annoying Mm. in a normal movie because that sound just feels out of place a fan footage needs to be dirty it needs to not be clean and like the the sounds felt so superimposed on the footage for sure. And, and it was just, especially in those horror moments, it just felt like so overly produced in a weird way. It was like, oh, the sound is really overly produced, but the visuals are, are so clearly messy on purpose because we don't really want to show you what's happening. And obviously that like most fan footage films you can't fully tell anyway. So it's just a weird mismatch. And the other thing as well yeah. is like, because you t- like talked about how like, how are we seeing this and like when the live stream goes out? And I, I wasn't really too concerned about that. But one thing that just made me like almost... Take, double take when i was watching the film and being like what just happened there and i even rewound it a couple of times to double check was like there's just random cutaways doing really important scenes like there's one scene and i don't, don't even give a shit about this being a minor spoiler is like a, a character starts floating up in the air behind like on the camera and and i'm like oh this is important something's gonna happen and then it just hard cuts and then annie's just talking dr- running on a load of shit well, to did the you camera see when a character like just floated out of the water as yeah. well like in a different scene because that wasn't that was a different scene wasn't it like no, it was I was just like, talking about the water one. Oh, you was because there's another point when a character starts floating in the movie as well like it's like twice oh, the tree yeah yeah 
And it's just like, what is going on? Specifically, because I was like, oh, what's happening here? Like, because, like, I think Annie was even knocked out or something. Like, the camera was in a stationary position. So it was almost Mm. like, we as the audience have seen this, but they haven't. And then it was just hard cut. Like, you know, right, here's the next bit of interesting footage. Like, we've edited out when there was 40 minutes of nothing. It's like, okay, so there is some sort of, you know, there is some sort of editing here. Like like I say, and that's when you start thinking about it on a different level of, like, who's found Mm. this and what's going on here? And it's just... It just, Someone found the footage and then really overly edited it and then put it out there. That's that's what happened in this world of dash cam. Yeah, in a, in a world where it's not even a dash cam, and I'm still on that point. Like I, I'm so annoyed that, that this wasn't on a dash cam. I can't tell you. Like that alone was like if I'd have loved this as much as host, I like, would have yeah. been bitter. But the uh, fact I, that I, it I do was feel terrible, like sold. Yeah, well, it's it's given me, like, a reason to be more annoyed, I feel like. Because otherwise, like I say, this comes from guys who have made something that I really enjoyed. And I know that they're just doing it for the love and they want it to be great. And so I'm like, and I was was genuinely excited for this as well. Like, in terms of. In yeah. terms of on-demand stuff, there isn't a huge amount each year that we know about prior that, like, has a level of excitement. And this was definitely one of them of, like, it's from guys that have delivered. I'm super into this concept and this name alone. Um, and, yeah, they just failed to deliver on everything. It's, it's real, real disappointing. Um, but, yeah, I don't really have much more to add about this one. It's just a real shame. Um, what, 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 would, what would your recommendation be for this one? Uh, hell no. Like, I don't you know i i don't i don't recommend it at all it's a short answer i don't i don't really see the point in having to spend the time with the character that's that frustrating i think you know if you're really going to be like generous then put it on for five minutes and see if annie doesn't annoy the hell out of you then you might like it but for me it's a hard avoid yeah but i this is like as strong of a not do not watch this mm-hmm. film as i could give i think we as far as all the movies as i've seen this year if horror this is bottom dead last and it's purely because of the fact that i actually had a level of excitement for this um i like fan footage movies anyway and i like what these guys have done and so there was a, an actual expectation of i'm gonna get something good here it wasn't just like a, you know like when we watched hell bender i think it was called and it was like i didn't know anything about it so there was no level of expectation like i wanted this to be good it's so far from good and and now i'm like i wish i hadn't seen this because a week ago i still lived in a world where i was excited for this film and now i've seen it and that's gone and and it's and and it was just a complete waste of time um so that's a real shame um before we uh move on from this though we did have um a correspondence from cat about this movie um who says uh, i absolutely love this um despite watching an sd on an ipad it was hard to read the chat um so much fun i enjoyed it more and more as everything just kept ramping up um she went on to say a serious thought though annie is so awful uh, it's really got to some people but when was the last time we had a properly right-wing or conservative protagonist in a horror film uh, it really goes against type which was really which was rather fun um still team stretch though um so first of all thank you very much cat there's a lot to unpack there I- i'm really glad you liked it um i think watching this in sd on an ipad is the best way to watch this film um so you nailed that even though yeah the chat is probably you probably missed like one of our favorite parts um i think what what's interesting we'll get to the the talking about the conservative protagonist in just a sec but obviously we when we were talking we were saying about how the reason why this movie might land with people is if they like danny and i do find it interesting that cat seems to be in agreements with us that she was a real mm. awful character but still really liked the film um so i do like that because it just kind of shows that I guess that did work for her. It's like, oh, this character is really annoying, but I'm still invested in in the world or the or the story. I'm not really too sure. Um, mm. And then, yeah, obviously the 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 thing about the conservative protagonist protagonist is so interesting because you're absolutely right. Like, it barely does happen, especially talk like to talk about it in kind of the American lens because this is obviously an American character. Like, yeah. in, in a country that is pretty much fifty fifty, it's not like that in American films at all. Like, if you just no. didn't follow the real yeah. world and you you just watched films you'd be like oh yeah they they must vote 95 percent liberal and, and that's just not the case and so it's funny that this is one of the few examples of that where i'm almost like is this like liberal propaganda <laughs> where they're like oh we're gonna make the most annoying conservative character we could possibly write and that's like that's all i can think of um it's very odd isn't it 
Well, I think I think that's the thing is that um, you know the the character is just so like annoying. Mm-hmm. The like clearly the, on purpose. Them, like them being you know right wing and kind of wearing this you know Trump hat and you know saying these things just just doesn't you know it, it's just almost like a. a knife in the side it feels like like you say it really does feel like it's the other way where they've done it where you know it's been done on purpose mm. because she's so annoying and it's and it's almost like trying to fit this stereotype of what hollywood is trying to perceive <laughs> you know um right wings to be and i kind of you know i kind of think um you know it, it's it's you know detrimental to it really um because it it, it you know, it really does go against like anything that's positive for for what this character could be. The fact that they are so underutilized, yeah. And you know, yeah, if this was like a redeemable, you know, instead of just being like, oh yeah, so this this person's a piece of shit and they're, uh, you know, right wing. Cool. Okay, that's what we've been told by Hollywood for so long, anyway. Yeah, and they and really so, yeah, they. I not not ideal they really just did their their hardest to squeeze like every single stereotype they could in there like there was every every word of like oh about there's this stuff about the vaccines there's stuff about masks about social distancing about every single little moment and and thing that you could get in there they just push and force feed it into the movie and it's like i don't know to what end that's why i was saying about how it just feels tone deaf because it's like with mm. movies have moved on like we don't need this right now and it's and especially the the maga hat and specifically was something that felt like it really just dated this film of like mm-hmm. if this came out three years ago obviously like not including the pandemic stuff but talking about just like this character of like a you know quote-unquote annoying karen type character who's just like constantly complaining in every public place mm. and all this sort of stuff it's like it's just so kind of trite and overused now and it's just become so far past the stereotype and just isn't an interesting that's not an interesting basis for a character anyway good or bad let alone if you want to make that as an antagonist or protagonist or whatever so i just don't it's just such a weird choice i don't i would love that is the one aspect going out of this because this was a bad film that i want to just forget about like the one aspect that i wish i understood more was i'd love to know the intent um of Annie, the character, and be like, right, yeah. what are you going for? What, what, you know, why is she this way politically? Why does she act this way? What were you going for? Do, do you do you agree with this? Do you disagree with this? Do you find this funny? Do you find this like annoying? Did you think people were really, really going to hate her? But then it's like you didn't really give any sort of um, redemption or satisfaction to that. So you're almost if you hate her as much as we did, you're just putting the audience through this on purpose. Like to what end? Hey, they're just like, oh no, we just wanted you to die as well. Yeah, like. Are you just torturing your audience? Is this like the most meta horror film ever? Like, it's. <laughs> I don't know what's so, like, going on. Horror is making you endure Annie for 70 minutes. I mean, if you look at it like that, then this this movie's genius. Um, yeah. Truly. Um, a trendsetter in every way. Um, but yeah, no, that was it, really. Um, nothing else to add I mean, on this will, movie. Will you be uh, listening to any Annie Hardy uh, on Spotify after this? New. Like, like, I feel like I need to just to like mm. see how different it is because I really hope it is for, <laughs> for everyone's sake. <laughs> and if it's not, then I'll, I'll, I'm just sad. <laughs> I, I need to just move on with my life and just like, and, and just I feel like this movie has hurt you. It, it, like, really, it really has. It's like, <laughs> there was a moment when I was watching this where I like, almost snapped out of it and i was like thinking i live was living in 2020 again like that's how much like mm. almost ptsd this movie gave me <laughs> where i was just like oh no uh, thank fuck like we've got oh no I, oh thank god we saw the black phone in the cinema last right, week yeah, we, we were at the cinema oh, last week it's okay. oh yeah we were seeing cinema like original yeah original horror that's not talking about the pandemic like oh yes my dream did come true and it wasn't this film um right let's yeah. just move on uh yeah that was our discussion of Dashcam. cam uh, we'll take a short break and we will be right back So yeah, that is uh, pretty much it for another week. Um, 
we've we've actually got some very exciting things to talk about though um obviously late in, in mere days this week in fact we get more stranger things so oh boy I, I, for one, cannot wait to continue to talk about it. It's great. Like, that is the one aspect of this bullshit, and it is bullshit, um, release that Netflix have done, is that, like, yeah. at least we get to talk about it more than once. Oh, yeah, we get to talk about it for two shows, which is great. It's almost like they're, they're doing it for podcasters. Yeah, um, I mean, weekly. We oh, could no, just, wait, they're just doing it for money. money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for money. But, um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm so excited, man. Like, I cannot, like... I, I can't even like comprehend like what's going to happen mm. in these episodes now at this point as well. Like where, where everything's left. I'm like, it, it, cause we know how long these episodes are to like have that much content mm. still is so exciting. Yeah. As long um, as it's true, we should know, have like four hours left. Exactly. And, and I think like, you know, often on the show we talk about, um, wanting things to be shorter and moaning when things are long. And I think it's nice to have something like Stranger Things where I'm like, oh, no, like, I want this to be longer than it already is, like, and it is way longer than it's ever been, like, because it's just great. Um, you know, I've I've kind of getting through my rewatch. I'll have, <laughs> I would have rewatched um, part one before we get to part two of season four. Nice. And, um, yeah, like, rewatching it, I'm already, like... I'm I'm completely convinced that that Max doesn't make it through. I'm convinced that other characters aren't going to make it as well. Like I'm I'm just absolutely like 100% convinced that we're not going to see all of our characters survive this uh this season of Stranger Things. Yeah. I don't know who definitely, but but I'm just I'm just so convinced. It is interesting especially after the way they ended the last season because they had that mm. kind of like big, oh my God, Hopper's dead. And then they kind of just didn't even remotely tease that as a thing. Like before the end of the episode, it was like, psych, he's not dead. And so that was almost like a weird way, wasn't it? Of like, uh, we're yeah. going to tease a major character death, but then immediately tell you it's not the case. And so I f- almost feel like as a make good, they, they can't do that again. And I do think no. with Stranger Things they have to introduce stakes and also because it's the end is coming soon as well and the fact that they have a shit ton of characters so like they definitely could um so yeah i'm i'm totally with you of like i I expect one adult and one kid to die (laughs) at this point yeah Um, and yeah it sucks it's gonna be sad um and yeah we just have to like we have to savor these two episodes as much as possible because it's Mm -hmm. been three years since we got stranger things and god knows how long it's gonna take like i know they're gonna do it quicker um because they have to because these guys are gonna be old age pensioners the kids literally will be um by the time they finish this but like it could be two and a half years away like it might be December 2024 when, when, you know, we get season five. So, like, it's going to be a long-ass time. And obviously, you, you, you'll probably have uh, rewatched it ten times by then. Um, but we've just got yeah, to save yeah, the probably. new ones. We've just got to save the new ones yeah. while we get them because these things do not come along. And especially, like I say, we are in in one of those moments where we're seeing one of the all-time legendary TV shows in its yeah. in its prime like i never felt that way when well, i kind of did i guess but like when lost was on i i guess we did appreciate it because we were just so into lost but like i i, I, don't, I don't want to take that for granted i want to be like we're in no. the moment now. stranger things is still ongoing right now we need to enjoy that as much as humanly possible yeah i was gonna say i don't think you know i i don't think it's often that we realize that we're in in the moment like we are currently and you know i really do think it is important because yeah it it is going to go down as one of my favorite tv shows of all time and yeah we have to just savor these these little you know these moments these flagship moments that that you know of new episodes and new strange things because we know that we know the end is in sight now we know it's finite and so um yeah i can't wait to savor it I'm, i'm so pumped yeah for sure so yeah that's gonna be awesome next week like i say we still got crimes of the future which i'm super excited for um hopefully yeah. it goes a hell of a lot better than this week's film i'm sure it will right cronenberg's not gonna let us down man um so fingers crossed for that one and then yeah pretty much like where we would have been on the eve of uh of nope 
um means that we're probably gonna you're gonna be seeing a lot of Wes Craven on your timeline for this podcast because I almost Wes Craven almost, and not a lot of news I was gonna say like I almost want to just take a stand and if it is a three week delay I'm gonna say all right fuck you we're just gonna do three week three weeks of Res- Wes Craven in a row no news just us talking about Craven for three weeks lock ourselves in a little bubble I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if that helps our viewership but uh you know I get it <laughs> At this point, I'm just, I need to do something out of spite, and that's all we've got, all right? Because, like, because it was either that or you find something for us to talk about. <laughs> Where's Craven <it> is? <laughs> exactly. So I better start watching The Nightmare on the Streets very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Can we just do a mini series between Nope US and Nope UK release date where we just talk about Nightmare on Elm Street? We just do like all of the sequels up until um, New yeah. Nightmare. Yeah, we can just do yeah, that. We can like, double done. bill it. We I'm can, done. Like, double bill it for a few weeks. I'm f- I'm absolutely fine with that. <laughs> Literally, but yeah, we'll see. We've got we've got some good stuff coming. Um, and yeah, obviously in a, in a few weeks, probably about two weeks, we'll be getting the old uh, Fright Fest lineup. So. Oh, very boy. exciting indeed um but yeah that was episode 302 uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone and